Hey everyone, welcome to the Rootless Living Podcast. My name is Damien Ross, and each week I will be the host of this series. Now in this episode, I want to use it more as an introduction to what Rootless Living is, and then also myself. So why don't we get started with talking a little bit about who I am and how I became a digital nomad. I'm a father of four children. I've been divorced twice. I'm currently single. I spent the majority of my life in Southern California living in both Los Angeles and Orange County. My professional background is sales and marketing, but at one time when I had custody of all four of my kids, they were kind of ages 2 through 12, I really had to go out and just kind of focus on my own thing, own my own company, and at the time I was doing a city publication for the city of La Mirada. So even though my professional background is more sales and marketing, there was a time when I owned my own companies. In my early 20s, I had a basketball clothing company in my late 20s, early 30s, I had a skateboard magazine. These were just things that I was passionate about. And then a few years later, I started a city publication for the city of La Mirada that was kind of a magazine, but printed in newsprint. And the reason I'm bringing that up, because those were three of the companies that I ever owned that I really, really enjoyed. And that's going to come back in a minute. What I'd like to do really quick is go back to 2014, where within about 48 hours, I went from having a job in a company car to no job and no car. And really, it was done at the worst time possible because I had just gotten separated from my second wife and just moved into a new place with two of my kids. My two older kids already moved out because they had turned 18 and they flew the coop. But it just couldn't have happened at a worse time. Literally, after being let go and, you know, hearing they need to go in a new direction, I thought to myself, okay, you know what, I'm just going to start my own thing. So I basically took what I was doing for this company, digital marketing, and just started my own agency it was slow and rough kind of get it up and going, but I did land a pretty large account that took up a big chunk of my time, probably an account that was a little too big for a solo preneur that I was just basically, you know, a one-stop shop solo kind of guy running digital marketing for this company and then put them through a whole rebranding, which just takes a lot of time and energy and effort. And guess what? After about a year of that, they came back and said they wanted to head in a different direction. Now, I do think it's kind of funny that both companies, even though like things were getting done and their sales were increasing, that they wanted to go in a different direction. I don't really know what that means. I just think that's the way in California you say, I don't want to work with you anymore without getting sued. So here we are. It's late 2015. At this point now, I'm going back the other direction. I'd rather go work for someone. And a friend of mine tells me about a job that's actually a great job. It's a high-paying job. It's still within digital marketing. And I was kind of at the place where I was like, I'd like to do something different, something in and more around my passions. But it was a tech company. It just seemed like a great fit. As soon as I applied for the job, I got an interview and believe it or not, 13 more interviews. Well, in-person and phone interviews it took about two months. And then basically, as we got into the new year, I got the news. Guess what? They're headed in a different direction. Like they literally stopped the whole interviewing process and like redid the job and went a different way. But I couldn't sit through that process again, that's for sure. And I kind of felt like afterwards I just did a bunch of free consulting because, you know, the interviews are. What would you do in this case? What would you do here? How would you handle this? And I just basically should have sent them a bill because I just spent a ton of hours consulting for you. So here we are. It's like mid-January 2016. I don't have a job. I don't have real income coming in. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I'll find a job, but it's going to take time. And then from working, it's going to take time to be making money. And rent's going to be due pretty quick here. So my first thought process was, let me talk to my landlord. Maybe they would rather me stay there than it go empty for a while because it's not going to take very long. And I'm not going to be borrowing money to try to pay rent. I mean, the rent's over just around $3,000, a little bit more with utilities. It's just not worth it. 
So I had to make the really hard choice to displace my kids. My then 16-year-old son went to go live with a teammate. My 14-year-old daughter went like part between her mom's house and her grandmother's house. And even though this only lasted about 90 days, I did find a job pretty quick that started in May. So there still wasn't that kind of income. And I found a place I could move into right around the same time. Luckily, it was a friend's place that he was trying to sell. So it didn't come with all the first and last and all that kind of stuff. So things did really work out pretty quick. My son came back to live with me. My daughter wanted to stay living with her with her mom. And I thought that was great. You know, I mean, it's her kind of sophomore, junior, senior in high school. Those are good years to be with your mom. So it was kind of working out. But it was during the time that I was homeless. And I, I'm sensitive to that word because kind of being without a home temporarily is not technically homeless. But, you know, hey, look, between couch hopping, I even slept in my car sometimes. So it was a low point for me, for sure. And I was watching Fixer Upper. And I couldn't believe how cheap these homes were, like where people could buy a home and renovate it for $90,000. You can't even buy a garage in Southern California for $90,000. And I started mentioning to kind of like friends and family that I think I'm done with California. It's just too expensive. I need to move somewhere else. And my best friend, Nikki, at the time also was thinking about getting outside of California. She's from a small town in Oregon and is just, you know, getting to be a little too much and a little too expensive. I think at the time I read an article that you had to make like $100,000 a year just to afford like a two-bedroom apartment. Like it was just insane the amount of money you had to put towards your like actual home, like mortgage, rent, bananas. Like it doesn't make any sense. Right then and there, we kind of came up with a plan that each of us needed to figure out a way to either find jobs in and around Waco, Texas. That was kind of what we pinpointed. Or, you know, kind of start our own thing or whatever we needed to do. In October of 2016, I actually took a different sales job that was remote. Like, all I needed was cell phone and internet, and I could do my job. So, I was stoked. I even told them when I got the job that I'm like, hey, I'm moving to Texas. And they were like, we don't care. As long as you stay in the United States, it's not a problem. You just can't go international. I'm like, no, I'm just going to Texas. I know it was his own country at one time, but it's not anymore. And like things were really moving in that direction. It was great. But somewhere along the line, we started talking about moving into an RV and traveling the country and figuring out, well, maybe Texas isn't the spot. And I think part of the process was, well, I had a remote job. And if you're living in an RV, you can pretty much move anywhere. What if she found a job that was in this area? Could we move there for a while? But in the process of kind of planning, Nikki decided to do her own thing and kind of work for herself too. And this is something she could do via remote. So it worked out great. So here we are. We both have remote jobs. We are really more excited about the RV possibility and taking off. And it went really fast. I want to say that it was late 2016, like not that far after I got the remote job, that we were at an RV show in California and really found the fifth wheel that we really loved and wanted. And I think in April of 2017, we purchased the fifth wheel. Like just a couple weeks later in May, we bought the truck. And then in June 1st of 2017, myself, Nikki, her two cats, we hit the road. We've been on the road for the last two and a half years. We've lived in 42 states, uh, some multiple times, and we've logged over 50,000 miles. So that was just a quick, I hope kind of quick, story about me becoming a digital nomad and kind of a search for a place to call home. Now, the idea for Rootless came after another firing. Without a lot of notice, I actually got fired from my remote sales job. You know, this is about two years into the company, and I was really blown away. But I was also in the process of, I have all my eggs in my one basket again. Like, if someone could decide 
that they're heading in another direction, which they basically did. They basically decided I wasn't a good fit and they wanted in the new direction. And that was it for me. I was like, I'm tired of people deciding they want to go in a better direction, a different direction or whatever it is. There's not a lot of notice, obviously. They're not really making you aware that that's what they're thinking. And it just leaves you out in the dark, really, you know, if you have all your eggs in one basket. Now, the upside of living in an RV when this happened was that you can really control your expenses a lot differently than you can in like a fixed bricks and sticks kind of home. And so we were able to do some things that allowed us to still kind of travel, but not where it broke the bank. But a lot of that is stuff that I had to like piecemeal and learn. And it got me just really thinking like there really is a need for a kind of publication or central location for all things around being a digital nomad. So I really asked myself, okay, what have you really been passionate about the last you know year, two years? And it was this lifestyle. Like anytime I could talk about it with someone, I would. And obviously a lot of people would ask me questions about it. It actually helped me in my sales job. People were always very interested in, you know, hey, every time you email me, you're like in a different location or you, you know, you're in a different time zone. And I just would talk about it and it would break the ice. And it was just a good thing all around. And I started to notice that for me, not being in a big city, being in these smaller towns where things are a little slower, a little easier, it just was a better lifestyle for me. And I didn't know that. I, my entire life really was in Southern California, which is a pretty big city. The county that I lived in most of my life has 10 million people. I think there's something like 24 states that don't have 10 million in the entire state. So then I started asking myself, what were things that I really enjoyed doing? And that's why I mentioned kind of some of the ventures that I had early on was the publishing and the clothing brand. Like I really enjoyed those jobs, but I think I was too early when I was doing them. There was no social media. You know, you owned a clothing company, you immediately think Instagram and there just wasn't that. If you owned a publishing company, you're thinking Facebook and Twitter, you know, the ability to do videos now in a news company and to be on YouTube is just insane how easy it is to really kind of get out there and get the information out. And I was able to do these brands and be successful in the past, but I had none of that behind me. There was none of that going on. You couldn't do a digital magazine in any way, shape or form. Everyone needed a print copy. So when you started with day one, you had to print everything. You couldn't email anyone anything. You couldn't say, hey, take a look. It just was none of that was available. And so I started looking at things that I was passionate about, which was this lifestyle and the companies that I own. I thought, you know what? Let me figure out a way how to mix them together. So basically the brand Rootless Living is going to have four kind of vehicles. Some I've already talked about. One is obviously this podcast that you're listening to. Another one is I am launching a digital magazine and possibly a print version of as well. Currently right now, at this recording, there is a Kickstarter campaign to bring the print along with the digital and just see if people want it. So we're doing a little crowdsourcing. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can head over to rootlessliving.com. If you want to get involved in the Kickstarter to raise enough money to start with the print edition from issue one, head over there and get involved in that. That'd be great. We'll have a YouTube channel. And then we also have this clothing company that's more kind of brand awareness and just kind of fun to be able to do things in and around this lifestyle. So why don't we talk a little bit why I picked the name Rootless and what it means to me. Obviously, I think most people think Rootless is about being a digital nomad or without a fixed address, without roots. But it's also more about not feeling stuck. And again, like I talked about, I didn't really know that I was stuck in this big city kind of environment and how much it just didn't vibe with me. It's till you get outside of that, you're like, oh, this is where I need to be. I'm probably more of a country kid than a city kid, to be honest with you. 
if that makes sense. But rulers really means freedom. Freedom to live where you want to live, freedom to work where you want to work, freedom to hit the road, air or seas, whatever you want. It just has that freedom to it, that you're not stuck in one kind of position, one place, that you're able to move around and experience things and explore. Now, on this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing people that are living this life and that have found happiness and success while doing it. A lot of the people that I'll be interviewing in this podcast or doing stories about in the magazine will be traditional nomads, and a lot of them are going to live in RVs, but some will still have home bases or that they'll travel, you know, 50% of the time, or they'll even travel in some weird kind of unorthodox way, but all of them seem to be living their best lives. I want to try to dive deep, and we're going to be discussing what their lives looked like before they became nomads, how long it took to go from kind of bricks and sticks to a rootless lifestyle, what does freedom look like for them now, how are they able to drive income to support this lifestyle. I also want to talk about kind of the highs and the lows, like, you know, what does that look like? Everyone wants to kind of put out their best face, but for me, I want to make sure people understand every aspect of this lifestyle. And then I even want to see if they really still have, you know, kind of a home base, because I don't want people to be afraid of having a home base or, you know, a place that they come back to and kind of reset, recharge, and then head back out. Now, I want to bring back the magazine really quick. I know I just quickly talked about it. The magazine is going to be covering three aspects, traveling, working, and exploring. The travel has really more to do with the day-to-day kind of getting around where you're living, how you're moving, what those vehicles look like, how you're able to travel, that kind of stuff. The work is just what it is. It's how are you able to sustain this lifestyle. And then explore is really, you know, think Instagram. (laughs) Think these are the really fun, interesting things we're doing. And what's great about it is for a lot of us, we want a little bit more of a deep dive than an Instagram post. We want to hear about why you're exploring to these different parts of the country, whether it's, you know, the big city stuff that most of us know, or these just really fun small town areas and what that looks like. But really the goal of Rootless Living is a lot more than a magazine or a podcast or videos or a clothing brand. It's really about creating a community where people that are really inspired to have this lifestyle that are just starting out or newbies that are trying to still figure it out can come and you know just learn and talk and find out about what's going on but then also we're kind of the the old guard in a way the people that have been doing it for a while the people that really have it down can come and share their wisdom i think the magazine really needs to be like a for digital nomads by digital nomads it doesn't need to be kind of the damien ross show in any way shape or form I really want to be able to bring in a bunch of different stories and ideas and thought processes to the magazine so that way it's really kind of touching everyone in different aspects of their life. I think that's just a quick little, I hope, again, I said quick earlier, I do hope that was a quick little like intro to this podcast, obviously the magazine getting to know me a little. I will be back next Monday. My first guests are Mark and Trish Leach of Keep Your Daydream. We're going to be talking about how they got started, what they've done in the last four years. If you know anything about them, they've grown a YouTube channel to about 230,000, almost 240,000 subscribers, but they have built an amazing community. They have inspired me to build this community as well because of just how great they're doing. They're doing an amazing job and they were great guests. Hey, as we're wrapping up, though, you guys, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Give it a like. Tell me what you think, but maybe not review until after you hear some of the interviews so you really understand it. But you can go to rootlessliving.com. You can sign up to receive the magazine that launches January 1st, 2020. I'd also really appreciate if you know anyone that's like stuck in where they work, stuck in where they live, or they really want to be a digital nomad and travel while working. Let them know about this podcast. Let them know about the Rootless Living magazine. Uh, That's a big help. I mean, word of mouth is still a really big 
big deal, even in a digital space. I'd also like to connect with you just personally on social media. If you guys are out there and you're looking for like-minded people that are living in this digital nomad space, feel free to find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Everything is at Damien Ross, D-E-M-I-A-N-R-O-S-S. And then you can also search basically on all those platforms for Rootless Living as well, and you'll find it. I thank you guys for hanging out with me. I'm excited about this series. I'm excited about the magazine. And uh, I hope one day I get to hear your story as well. All right, you guys. Talk to you next week.